Hi guys, this is Arielle Shaw of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship. We are live here today with Tanil Love of Magnolia Pink. Take a listen. Magnolia Pink is um, it's an artisan's market. And what it is, is ultimately a platform to give women in business or people, not just women, but people who craft, and do hobbies an opportunity to get away from their kitchen table in their home office so that they can reach an entirely different um, community of people that normally follow them on social media and on the internet. So what we have is a place where people can come, they have a brick and mortar without having the overhead of doing it alone. They can also um, host classes and workshops to create an additional stream of income. So you mentioned the this industry. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the whole creative industry and the monetary value attached to it. The crafting industry is a $36 billion industry right now. About 90% of the people who sell on the only three um, mass markets that are online, 90% uh, of the people actually own their small businesses. And mm. when you have online platforms to sell that's great but there is a whole community of people that don't shop online and they want to touch things beyond that you have your crafters who do a little bit and they want to know what people think of their product so we create a place for them where they can come in for a small monthly fee test the waters see if it's something they want to pursue and push towards full time or right. if it's just something to continue doing on a small scale so are you a creative I am. I do candles. Um, I sew. I crochet. I do a lot of um, anything creativity. I've creatively. I've probably done it from um, event design. You name it. I've done it. And where did that come from? That came from my mom. Okay. <laughs> my mom is so creative. Um, she was a teacher, and at the school where she taught, it was a Title I low-income school, they didn't have a lot of funding, so I watched my mom take money out of her pocket um, to go to school to make homecoming beautiful, to make proms beautiful, whatever it was. I saw her run a river down the gym floor one day, and I was just sold it was over for me. <laughs> wow. And so entrepreneurship is not new for you. Um, tell us a little bit about where that came from. Uh, well, I'm a fourth-generation farmer. Um, what does that mean? That means that four generations ago, uh, my great-grandfather, they were sharecroppers. My grandfather farmed. Um, my dad farmed. I grew up on the farm. Wow. So at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, from a little girl, in the summertime when everybody else was still in the bed sleeping and playing outside, we were in the field at 6 o'clock in the morning because we had to get out there before the sun got too hot. So it created an appreciation wow. <laughs> and a work ethic that um, I don't think you can put a price on it. Right, right. So tell us a little bit, just, uh, you know, because I know you could probably talk all day, the importance of that generational. I, and I know they you've shared with me personally, but how did you get started? I mean, what, tell us a little bit. 
So I usually don't go real deep beyond surface <laughs> things, but um, just talk talk to us about the grandma <laughs> and what you did with that. Um, which what story are you talking about? So listen, Tania, I know everyone has gotten to know me yes. a bit more than other people, so I've probably shared some things with her that people don't really know, yeah. just because we talk uh, personally about business and growth and where we come from. So I'm just asking her which story because <laughs> I can go on and on. So um, Tanil shared how she was, you know, and I just think this is so brilliant. When you're talking about land, when you're talking about wealth, when you're talking about creating generational wealth, um, you know, so a portion of the property that you got from your grandma, and I'll let you take it over. <laughs> right. So, because we farm, my parents are getting older, of course, and none of us live there. I have a brother that's there, two brothers that are there, but their interest in farming is very limited. And um, when I went to register as a farmer, I got, I grew up on the farm and watched my parents farm, but my interest really grew as an adult when I was working with a group of legislators out of um, Mississippi and we were traveling around the state and teaching risk management to minority farmers. And so I went ahead and got registered. Um, a portion of the land that my family owns, my father owned part of it, and the other part was a part of an estate. So what I did was to be able to be able to do different things um, with the land, I went next door and got my grandmother to give me a lease on the land. For how long? Um, it's for a hundred years. <laughs> so I, I was able to I just think it. that is so brilliant. Uh, I mean, because it just allows you to utilize the land how it needs to be utilized. So you keep the wealth within the family. So outside of their family owning a particular amount of acreage, you know, and them being in a co-op, they've been able to work together to create even a, a larger platform. So as we talk on women wealth and entrepreneurship we can't discount that right, <laughs> right. absolutely so in regard to magnolia pink you know you have products in here you work with your your members um and Tanil is a member of henry county women in business under that she has members within her space and just you know you want to talk a little bit about the products and how you kind of help them so a lot of our, we have some members who are just getting started and just figuring out which way they want to go. We have some members that have established a clientele, a consistent um, customer base for a number of years and they're also in multiple locations. Um, so what I do for some of my members who are interested in doing more than just having a product, I work with them on product development. And in product de development, that includes the first step, which is sitting down with me to talk about what you have, um, what your goals are for your product and what you've done so far. And that stage is called? Um, that's our consultation. Our next stage is discovery. In discovery, which I find a lot of business people have not done, that is an important step that you should not overlook. Right. When it comes to discovery, what I usually require people to do is to make contact with at least 100 potential customers or clients. Once we get the data back from that, we can determine um, if this is a product 
that will make you money. And when I say make you money, (laughs) we have a lot of great products. But just because your product is great does not mean that there's a market for it. It doesn't mean that a profitable market for it. (laughs) And so what Discovery does, it it allows you to either move forward where you are or to pivot and figure out another way to go about it. Right. So I wanted her to touch on that just because... Um, I think as women in business, we tend to want to do things that are really from the heart, which is great, but we have to make sure that it will produce some sort of income. Um, and again, I'm a believer that if God gave you the vision, he'll, he'll provide, you know, the resources for that. However, you got to make sure you're aligning yourself to make sure you know how to utilize those resources and how to eventually scale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else you want to tell the viewers? And of course, we're doing a podcast as well. Women, Wealth and Entrepreneurship, guys. Anything else you want to share? I, w- I will share is I'm a part of Henry County Women in Business. I'm also a part of a couple of other organizations. And a lot of times we as women, we want to be in a women in business organization. We have a lot of organizations out there, but without sisterhood, we really have nothing. So when we talk about supporting each other, let's truly support each other. And that's not just purchasing some, but showing up, sharing an event, sharing a post, um, engaging people to really support each other. And I think that when we join these women organizations, let's make sure that we're doing that part. Without sisterhood, we really right there's no way to grow we're just in another organization right, right. and i want to thank ariel for what she's doing um she has an amazing amazing organization a great platform i'm excited for where it is right now and i'm looking forward to seeing where it's going in the near future well thank you to <laughs> all right guys so we're gonna sign off And um, we don't typically do lives, but I said this year we wanted to make sure we did a lot more lives. We're going to look at doing some Zoom calls just so we make sure that with all the empowerment, we're getting some actual um, meat is what I call it. So um, did you want to leave some additional information? Um, You can follow us on Instagram at underscore Magnolia Pink. Follow us on Facebook at um, MP Artisans Market. Also, come out and join us in February. We have some great events going on for Valentine's, for daddy and daughters, and some couple events. So please just go to our Instagram or our Facebook, and you can find more information there. Thank you. All right, guys. See you later. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship. If you want to be a sponsor, please contact us. Email us at info at scwibga.org. We love to hear from you. Thank you.